0: Back again for another Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, and Inside Sports Fantasy Football welcoming you to another great program that we've got here in store. And the Lakers are on a roll officially. The Lakers have won six in a row. They have the best record in the NBA. Looking very good at this point in time. Another, stop me if you've heard this before. Come from behind victory at (laughs) Chicago. And there's a lot to talk about when it comes to Chicago. But first, I want to introduce my guest. He is back once again for more pain and gain, like the film that made no money from The Rock and Mark Wahlberg and all that. But, you know, that's another story altogether. It is my good friend. It is one of the guys behind Voice from the Underground. You got to check out their awesome podcast each and every week. In fact, I was on their latest episode for a few minutes, anyways, to talk about the Watchmen. I thought it was the inside sports fantasy football, actually. What you know you were asking me. And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll do it. You yeah, know, no problem, Jason. Then he's like, Oh no, this is VFU. I'm like, oh my god, gosh, you should have told me. But yes, I was on for a few minutes talking Watchmen on their latest episode. You gotta check it out. Voice from the Underground, the podcast. It's available on every major podcast outlet. And he is one of the three great guys talking pop culture talking politics and talking cigars on that show it is tj johnson what's up my friend what's going on buddy i need to catch my breath that's what i need well get this i I had everything planned out with tj as far as getting to the show making sure it's on time running all that but wouldn't you know life got into the way of what i was trying to go ahead do had to go pick up the daughter from dance class went to go ahead and pick her up thought it would be no problem during the course of time going to costco Get some gas at the local Costco here. That'll be no problem. Roll right up. Wouldn't you know my cars were at home? So I had to race back on no gas, pick up my daughter, and head back to Costco just in the nick of time. But it all worked out similar to what happened with the game at Chicago against the Bulls. Because my goodness, it looked pretty bad in the first half for the Lakers. Their defense was atrocious, their offense wasn't much better. I mean, it was just a truly disappointing performance on that end of the spectrum. Even into the third quarter, they weren't able to really make a dent into the ball game, which was kind of concerning because the fact that they were usually, by that point in time, halfway through third quarter, you're able to go ahead, at least from the Lakers standpoint, make a dent into the lead, come back, everything's okay, because that's been their status quo pretty much for most of the games that they played so far, but unfortunately... They weren't able to go ahead and do that. So it was kind of looking grim and it got even what we thought at the time as Lakers fans worse because LeBron had to sit because he needed some rest. Anthony Davis was out with four fouls. It looked pretty grim for a while there because he had a lineup without AD on the floor. You had a lineup without LeBron on the floor. And at the end of the third quarter, you had a lineup that was being speared by Kyle Kuzma, Cook, Alex Caruso, And Dwight Howard. And the third quarter, they really didn't make an imprint on it. But going into the fourth quarter, my oh my, how things changed because you had a great output from not only Cook Caruso. Howard did awesome. Once again, he had not played that well up to that point. In fact, the best player outside of LeBron that entire game from that point was JaVale McGee. But I will say this: Kyle Kuzma. Welcome back, who's because you finally showed up in the fourth quarter. It must have been something like he had some Chicago pizza maybe right there before he came in in the, th- in the late th- third quarter there. But he did have a great fourth quarter, 11 of his 15 points in the fourth quarter. In fact, at one point in time, the bench scored, get this, 24 straight points for the Lakers, which is this season they've not been able to come close to matching. They had the kind of output you were hoping for as a Lakers fan. So I ask you, my friend, after this kind of performance, what does it do for you? I know it's the same old, same old. Slow in the first half, come back in the second half. But this one really seemed more nerve-wracking than ever.
1: You know, I got to admit, it really did seem really nerve-wracking. I was watching the – so I had to be at work too late, so I couldn't step and watch the game. But I paid attention to the box score. And my phone kept telling me, you know, hey, score is – you know, 24, whatever the number was. And we kept, we were were down. So I'm like, no way, not against Chicago.
0: It was awful, my friend. I'll (laughs) tell you this. Okay, let me tell you this. Alex Caruso was getting torched so often in the first half. I thought he needed a fire suit, and I thought maybe the Chicago Fire Department might have to put him out because he was getting lit up, lit up like a Christmas tree in the first half. It was pretty bad on a defensive end. And it just tell you what, it was awful, awful, awful. I don't know what was going on. Frank Vogel, he could see him getting even more gray hairs. He was getting so frustrated because of the fact that, yes, there were so many disappointing returns in the first half. The Lakers just couldn't seem to get it together. And Chicago was absolutely blazing, especially from the three-point line. They just couldn't seem to miss a basket. It was just very interesting to see how well Chicago was playing at that point in time for at least the first half and it well into the third quarter, I may add, because it just looked like the Lakers looked lethargic. They looked like they couldn't get anything done as far as from the offensive end. They were very sloppy, turnovers right and left, and on the defensive end, they just couldn't get anything accomplished as far as being able to put something effective like they have virtually the entire season because of how high they are up in the defensive standings but it all turned around miraculously late in the third quarter, especially in the fourth quarter, because the bench really came to play. It was awesome to see. And I could see the way it lifted up everybody else on the team, especially LeBron, because once they went through that run and in the fourth quarter, LeBron, he came back in with about eight minutes left in the game and just was truly energized by what I saw And their defense took it up a notch. They finally were able to flip that switch. And that's what you see from great teams out there, especially playoff teams and championship teams. They're able to go ahead and turn it on when they need to. Kobe White for the Bulls, he was doing so great in the first half. Like I said, he was torching Alice Caruso right and left. But in the second half, they really put the clamps on him. In fact, There was a tremendous block by Dwight Howard on him that was shown in highlights all night long, so it was great to see what the Lakers could do when they finally put everything together. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Insights Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Insights Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. I'll tell you what, my friend, it was just great to see them finally get everything together, but it kind of makes you nervous as a Lakers fan because of the fact that, you know what, they're just going to go ahead and give you these kind of scares. There's just... They need to put four quarters together. It's been great to see so far when they're putting like maybe three quarters or even a half together. But a game against the Chicago Bulls where they're only able to effectively put one quarter together, that to me is a big concern. And and I'm sure every team goes through this where they need to maintain that focus, maintain that energy. That's the problem. I know it's a three game road trip. They look like they were kind of tired and lethargic, especially in that first half. But I'm so glad that they did finally pull it out in the end. They were very effective in that fourth quarter. The defense just put the clamps down on them. And I'll tell you what, it was great to see the Lakers go ahead in that final quarter, in that final stanza, and go ahead and finally focus as a team. The bench, and then when the starters came in, it was great to see them perform as well.
1: And that's the thing about having the starters finally be able to catch fire it, it seemed like the whole first like you said the first three quarters they were just non-existent didn't bother showing up and i i like you i remember we we joked and i was so mad that you made that joke but you were like i hope he doesn't have too much good home cooking while he's in chicago and i said, god dog it gerald if you if you jinx this <laughs> if you find a way to jinx this for us i'm gonna be upset i'm gonna be mad i will be very, very angry. I'm going to be a Well, he Smith. had
0: Chicago pizza after the game. That's all I can tell you right now. After that was shown on social media.
1: After the game is one thing. Before but the he game did those
0: appearances thing. beforehand. That's yes. what got everything started.
1: And that got me a little concerned when he started talking that, you know, I'll be a free agent next year. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, point is, these guys showed up in the fourth quarter. Dwight Howard has been playing out of his mind. Yes, up until that point, he was kind of very, eh, up until the fourth quarter. One of the things that I I love LA, Los Angeles Lakers Twitter, now that the Lakers are back in in relevance and, and playing good basketball, Twitter for the Los Angeles Lakers games is so much fun. I spend time on there just trolling the Clippers fans, which is a lot of fun, by the way. And everybody is ranting and raving about how awesome Dwight Howard is playing. I wonder how much longer it's going to be before they insert him into the starting lineup. Uh, I know we talked about it earlier and before the season started about who was going to take that starting spot.
0: I thought it was based on reputation, but you know what? I, as I talked about with Laker, Tom from Lakerholics.net, I really think that if it ain't broke, why try to fix it? I mean, JaVale actually played well in Chicago for the limited amount of minutes that he was in. He was actually, like I said before, outside of lebron the most consistent player for all four quarters outside Mm of him Mm -hmm. even dwight howard was struggling in the first half everybody outside of lebron and javel was struggling in the first half yes and i'm just so glad to see that as a team they were collectively able to put it together i just think right now dwight howard playing the minutes and at the times he is playing against bench guys primarily Mm -hmm. when he first comes into the game builds his confidence up, allows him to be the bully, allows him to push people around, as we've seen, allows him to get like two, three offensive fouls on yep. bad picks or anything like that. Is the or pushing somebody out of the way and him going, what? I didn't do anything. And you see on the replay, he just like threw an elbow that threw a guy 10 feet. You know, He's able to go ahead to do that very effectively against those bench guys, getting him motivated, getting him pumped up, so that when you have him in the third and fourth quarters, he's actually more motivated and able to go ahead and play against those starters because he's already gotten things going. So I like it the way it is. So to me, if it ain't broke, you don't fix it.
1: And and, and while I, I agree with you, I also know that when they seem to have a good thing, they like to they kind of like to push the envelope. At least most, most teams do. If they have a good player that's coming off the bench, unless you're Lou Williams, they want to keep him off the bench because that's just what he's known for. But they tend to want to push the envelope. I would not mind continuing to have Dwight Howard come in off the bench, considering that he shows up that second unit and that he has been extremely effective in that second unit. I think it's a great idea. I just don't know if the fever for Dwight Howard is starting to creep up. People are starting to talk about him more and more, and it's not at the butt of jokes right now. It's actually in in great conversation. So it's just... My curiosity is just how long it's going to take for them to be like, okay, go ahead and make him a starter. I hope that they don't. I I prefer them not to do that for all the reasons that you already mentioned. I would definitely prefer that. Exciting to see that the guards actually showed up to play, too. Uh, I know that that's one of the things that we were really concerned about going into this season. And again, I'm a realist, so we have to be very, 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 very careful with this. This was against the Chicago Bulls. We were down big 19 points against the Chicago Bulls. We played from behind again against the Chicago Bulls. So while I'm excited that we've got the win, because it's important to still pull out those victories. I'm a little concerned about the fact that we were down 19 against the Chicago Bulls led by a who's Zach Cody,
0: Kobe White. Kobe yeah.
1: White. yeah, like I just I'm that's concerning in itself. But again, we pulled off the W. So we're not going to we're not going to hang on it to too much. And then we also got a great win in San Antonio as well, which was my only concern for the for the three game road trip. My big concern was San Antonio. And we, that was biggest, mine. and we had the biggest scare with Chicago. How about that? But anyway, yeah. so the guards finally show up and that's a great thing to see. Uh Obviously, Caruso, he showed up. Quinn Cook just was phenomenal. Seventeen points off the bench. Played great, great basketball. And then, yes, as you mentioned earlier, Kyle Kuzma finally showing up, hitting that buzzer-beater three to end the half, and then just completely showing up. And and finally, while I won't say he's getting himself, he's in a rhythm, he's getting into a rhythm. He's getting his basketball legs under him. And now we're really going to be able to see what this team looks like full force. Uh, it's exciting. I'm concerned, though. And here's what I'm concerned about. He's going to sound really, really weird. But LeBron has had his third triple-double in three games. (sighs) LeBron will be 35 next month. Father time is undefeated. I just don't know if I want to be the Lakers general manager or the Lakers coach that keeps riding this wave this early in the season. Does that make sense? I don't want to continue to beat up on LeBron this early. You already see Kawhi's missing a game on Friday. for Missing two
0: games. He's already missed two, two games. games because he's yes. missing the game against, or as we're recording this, he is missing the game against, at home, Milwaukee Bucks, which to me is very surprising, especially because it's Giannis Antetokounmpo.
1: Yes, absolutely. So he's already been getting maintenance in regards to just having days off. And we are maybe two weeks into the season, and LeBron is on his, you know, played all seven games, six games on a winning streak, and on those three road games, they've all been triple doubles. I'm just concerned that we're using him too much. Now, I love his tweet. I love how he put out the washed king to to kind of fire back at all the haters who had something to say about him after last season when he only played 55 games. I I love it. I love. What the NBA has become, the NBA has become year round entertainment from even after the finals, you know, from the Twitter back and forth, the 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 jock the jocking of position, the the showmanship of it. I absolutely adore all of it. My concern though, is that he has a point to prove, and that's great. He's got a, a, a axe to grind. and That's great. But this is bigger. <laughs> this is bigger than a six game winning streak. This is bigger than the first, than the best record in the NBA right now. Your window of opportunity is very, very, very small. The Lakers need to be very judicious in how they utilize LeBron James. They need to be very judicious in how many minutes they allow LeBron James to play. They need to be very judicious in how much to lean on LeBron this early in the season. Again, we're seven games in right now, and LeBron is playing phenomenal basketball, uh, I feel like he's peaking. And this is supposed to be mid-season towards end-season for him, LeBron, and we're getting this right at the beginning of the season. So w- while it makes me excited to see what it could be, it makes me nervous to see what it could be at the end of the season, too, because this is a lot that we're putting on the brother right now at 34, going to be 35 years of age this year.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, I I, I did see some signs of fatigue in San Antonio, Uh, You can see in the shot selection and the fact he missed several layups there. I thought that was a sign that he didn't have his legs, Mm -hmm. but the team carried him and it motivated him to get him into the fact that he could still contribute. Stop me if you've heard this before in the fourth quarter. So, uh, I mean, that's the way it looks like. And in fact, the whole team looked tired when it came to the first half. It looked very lethargic. They weren't playing hard defense. They weren't playing up on people. They were very sloppy on offense. It, it just was atrocious to watch. Kyle Kuzma was passing more to the other team than his own team in the first half, and it was really frustrating to see. But I tell you what, they did pull it out. But again, this is like a broken record. So how many times can you have a broken record until you can have no more records at all? Exactly. So that that's, to me, it's a bit, it's a bit concerning that they're not – They're six and one, but they're not dominating like a six and one. It's kind of weird because they have the second best point differential in the NBA, Mm -hmm. but the way that they're playing always from behind, always blowing people out in the fourth quarter, you can only do it for so many times. And that's what this record against these other teams will do because you're playing teams that are not quite as good as you are. But again, as it has been noted to me and and as I've listened to other shows, read other reports and things of that nature, I mean... When you play the Philadelphias, the Clippers, the Milwaukee's, the you know even to an extent maybe the Rockets, maybe uh, maybe even Denver, maybe even Utah, all those teams that are expected to be at or near the top of the NBA, you can't always get away with it. They you know especially if you're on the road. Think of them on the road at, at a Denver, or think of them on the road at a Philadelphia. I'm not sure they're going to be able to get away being down 19 points halfway through the third quarter.
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly, especially as you mentioned, Denver being that that elevated altitude in which they play basketball. You're at a disadvantage already, and now you're trying to have this comeback from the fourth quarter. That's not a good look. They need to be able to play consistent basketball for 48 minutes, and they just haven't been able to do so thus far. And as you mentioned with Philadelphia, that's a tough arena. I've actually been to a game in Philly. That's a tough arena to play. That's a tough arena to just be in as a fan, let alone uh, I can't imagine what it's like to actually play a game in Philadelphia. So uh, it's alarming to me. And the next couple games are going to be some relatively straightforward the next game is against Miami on Friday. Then after that, you've got uh, Toronto on Sunday. Uh, both of those are home games. So we got a good chance to kind of get home, get some rest. They got two days off before in between games. So get a chance to get some rest and kind of get your legs under you, get some home cooking, relax, and come back ready to play. Miami, uh, I, I'm, I'm not too concerned with Miami. They've got a great rookie, and Jimmy Butler uh, is Jimmy Butler. So they'll be okay, but I'm not too concerned about it. Toronto... Again, uh, I just don't see them as a huge threat. So I'd anticipate finishing up this week with the record of eight and one. I think that would be awesome to finish up this week with record of eight and one. But then obviously going into next week, you got Phoenix, Golden State, and Sacramento Kings.
0: Uh, Care to change your mind on Phoenix, my friend? Uh,
1: nope, not yet. Not yet. I've been
0: waiting to ask you this because you have, again, Kevin Booker's been playing at his mind. two points away from being undefeated,
1: but they're not. They're not undefeated. They're not undefeated. No, I, I just, I, I don't I don't buy it yet. I don't buy it. They're peaking early. A lot of these teams are seeming to peak early. Phoenix, I think, is one of them. I just don't see them. It, it it, looks great. It looks awesome to have this team come out of nowhere and play this great basketball. But when you're looking at a playoff series, when you're looking at making any type of real noise, they don't have enough depth. I just don't. I don't see enough depth for them to be able to, to really do anything other than make a little noise. It's cute, you little, little, little cap gun. Go play with your cap gun. It's okay.
0: Well, fair enough, my friend. <laughs> Before we head on out, I just want to mention to everyone out there that the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, if you are a fan and, and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, because we're now there along with many, many other podcast outlets, go ahead. If you can, please give us a five-star review. It's always great to say that now that we're on Apple Podcasts. Please give us a five-star review if you can Also, as well, subscribe to us. That helps us get up on the food chain as far as Apple Podcasts and helps get us noticed by a lot more individuals that are out there that are Lakers fans and want to know more about the Lakers and the NBA. But, yeah, it's been a great weekend so far for the Lakers, a great week hopefully culminating in a couple more awesome wins coming up in the near future. But any last thoughts on the way out, my friend?
1: (laughs) I love L.A. Anthony Davis better not go anywhere in the offseason. He better not. He better not. We will fight. I will fight somebody with one eyebrow. (laughs) Wow. All
0: set for action on that. You know, as Sean Connery in The Untouchables would say, and that's the Chicago way. I love it. Yes. That movie's an awesome movie. Just so (laughs) everybody know out there. I know that's your dad's movie out there, but, you know, it's still a great movie nonetheless. But, you know, what can I say? All right. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. If you have a question for us, you can always do it while you're giving us a five-star review, hopefully on Apple Podcasts, or you can send us an email, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, at LakersFastBreak on Twitter, or you, my friend, have also at Pod on Twitter, and also myself at PopCultureCosmo on Twitter. I mean, it's just a great time. We've got Pop Culture Cosmos coming up on the weekend, the PC Multiverse, more inside sports, fantasy football. I'm going to get you to talk fantasy football next week. You can count on it. But also, you've got the voice from the underground. A lot of great things are coming up for us, including the Lakers. Hopefully getting back to Los Angeles after a three-game road trip. Successful three-game road trip that will hopefully culminate in two more great wins this weekend. We on next week, my friend?
1: Oh, same bad time, same bad channel.
0: Oh, that's awesome indeed i'm always glad to have you here hopefully i won't have to run out of gas and go you know try and make sure i got that last drop squeeze it as i go roll into the costco right there oh my yeah. god i'm like so nervous good thing i have great hairs already oh so <laughs> well, wait a second they could fall out oh, i keep on stressing yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah here you he <laughs> go make sure before you leave the house you have your cards. That's yes. all I say. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. I don't play that game. I never leave home without my Costco card.
0: Yes, yes. Well, I, I, yeah, that too. I know you why. But you know, <laughs> hey, at least our Costco hot dogs are cheaper out here, my friend. Apparently so. There's no tax there. They don't. They don't charge you guys tax for those hot dogs. My Goodness. I don't Think so? Oh, they might. It's still, it's like a dollar sixty.
1: That, yeah. that's, that's what I said. You <laughs> said dollar No, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. Five cents.
0: A yeah. nickel goes a long way at Costco. <laughs> all right my friend it's been great talking to you always great to have you on the show and part of the lakers fast break podcast